And we start with a very curious story. A tremor and loud noise briefly shook the town of Hillsboro earlier today, leaving people wondering where it came from and whether people were okay. Happened shortly before noon. Community members reported to Chapelboro feeling a shaking of the ground and buildings for a few seconds. Others added that it was preceded by a loud boom. Both the Orange County and Hillsboro local governments shared posts saying their authorities are investigating the cause of the noise. Ultimately, there were no reports of injury or property damage. Many unanswered questions remain. Meanwhile, we had a natural gas leak on campus earlier today. No injuries reported there, and everything is back to normal now. But it happened uh, earlier in the afternoon near UNC Hospital on West Drive. Daily Tar Heel reported it was at the new surgical center construction site. Gas was turned off almost immediately, and Dominion Gas was on the scene to get it fixed up. So that situation has resolved over on campus from earlier this afternoon. Over to Carborough now, where police are investigating after a body was discovered in a vehicle yesterday in the parking lot at Al's Garage on Merritt Mill Road downtown. No word yet on the cause of death or the individual's identity. Keeping it in Carborough now, the town council on Tuesday voted 6-1 to one in favor of the Creekside option for phases 3 and 4 of the Bowling Creek Greenway. This comes after community feedback overwhelmingly preferred that option. The one dissenting vote came from council member Randy Haven O'Donnell. Turning to our local elections now, after a layered and competitive local cycle in Orange, Chatham, and Durham County municipal races this fall, voters now have the chance to have their final say in the race. Early voting period began today, provided a chance for residents of their towns and cities to cast ballots in the local election. With several mayor's races, open town council seats, a crowded school board race in this region, there's certain to be change happening at the ballot box this fall, including a new requirement of a valid photo ID by the state government in order to cast your ballot. 97.9 The Hills, Brighton McConnell has the details on where you can go to cast your votes during the early voting period. At full strength, the Orange County Board of Elections will be running five early voting sites this year for municipal elections. But that will not be the case for the first days of the early voting period. Just one voting location will be open from Thursday, October 19th through Wednesday, October 25th at the Orange Works facility at 113 Mayo Street in Hillsborough. Starting on Thursday, October 26th, Early voting sites in Chapel Hill and Carborough will open, with a new site being added to the rotation. The Chapel Hill Public Library off Estes Drive will join the Seymour Senior Center off of Homestead Road, the Chapel of the Cross Church on East Franklin Street, and the Carborough Town Facility at 108 Bim Street as the county's other locations. Orange County Elections Director Rachel Raper spoke with 97.9 The Hill about why there's just the one location in the first week. We really looked at the data for early voting, and the board decided that they would rather have more locations later in the cycle where more people take advantage of early voting than have five sites the whole time when sometimes we see 30 or 40 people per day at these locations. So we really wanted to target our resources and have an additional site for this election cycle. There are a handful of voters with Chapel Hill addresses that vote in Durham County, as well as thousands of other Durhamites. As is typical for the county, it is using its various library branches as sites for early voting in this local election cycle. The Durham County Main Library on North Roxborough Street, 
the North Regional Library on Milton Road, the East Regional Library on Lick Creek Lane, and the South Regional Library on South Alston Avenue will all once again be open to voters. North Carolina Central University's Turner Law Building on Nelson Street is also going to be used as an early voting site. Chatham County, meanwhile, will operate just one early voting site for its Pittsburgh, Siler City, Goldston, and Cary municipal elections. It will be held at the Chatham County Agriculture and Conference Center off of U.S. Highway 64 in Pittsburgh. After a recent Supreme Court ruling in North Carolina, one change this cycle will be a valid form of photo identification in order for people's votes to count. Commonly accepted IDs include North Carolina driver's licenses, passports, and UNC system student, faculty, or staff ID cards. There is an ID exemption form people can fill out, but if those exemptions don't apply, you can always get a free voter ID card from your respective Board of Elections office. If you don't have any of those options when you go to the polls, you can still vote with a provisional ballot and take an ID to the Board of Elections before November 14th for your vote to count. In Orange County, Raper said her team will make sure no one gets turned away from the voting periods over voter ID requirements. Our staff, both at early voting sites and on Election Day, will be well-trained to help guide our voters through that process so that no one is turned away when they present to vote. For the full list of voting hours and more information around early voting in Orange, Durham, and Chatham counties, visit chapelboro.com. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton. Keeping it with elections now, 97.9 The Hill is finishing our candidate introduction series. Special thanks to everyone who shared their comments on these radio questionnaires we've done with the candidates. We hope it's a helpful tool as people begin heading to the polls today and as we build up to Election Day itself. A reminder that through these next few weeks, you can head to chapelboro.com to find links to every candidate's campaign website, the questions we ask them, and the audio of all the candidate intros. To close things out in the series, we wanted to highlight the three mayoral races who have people running unopposed. Even though it'll just be them on the ballot, each of these candidates will be a mayor for the first time, and they shared their vision of their towns with us. In the 3 o'clock hour, we heard from Hillsborough's Mark Bell, Last hour, we heard from Pittsburgh's Kyle Ship, and now we will hear from Carborough's Barbara Fushi. That's Barbara Fushi, the candidate for mayor of Carborough. Earlier in the show, we heard from Kyle Ship from Pittsburgh and Mark Bell from Hillsborough. And that concludes our candidate introductions for this fall election. You can find all the candidate introductions by visiting the local elections page on chapelborough.com. Time now to talk sports. Not a lot going on in sports, but we do have a couple things to check in on. Women's soccer is home against Notre Dame. They'll be getting started on that in a little over an hour. Notre Dame ranked 12th, so this is a pretty big one. Women's tennis at home today for the ITA Carolina Regionals. Men's tennis in action all day tomorrow for the ITA Regionals. Football news, Kamen Rucker is on the midseason watch list for the Bednarak Award for the best defensive player in football. Congratulations to him. And we got a kickoff time finally for the November 4th game against Campbell. That will be an early start. It is a noon kickoff on November 4th. 
Turning to basketball now, UNC women's team is ranked 16th in the AP preseason poll. They're going to have plenty of chances to move up as they'll face number two UConn and number six South Carolina and maybe even number three Iowa in the eight-team Gulf Coast Showcase Tournament in November. Here's what UNC head coach Courtney Banghart had to say about her team's schedule and the challenges that it poses. You know, we have a chance to have uh, Iowa and South Carolina back-to-back. You know, that's uh, with, I think, a game in between or two maybe and before UConn. So, um, but the back-to-back two Final Four teams is, is a lot. Um, and then, of course, even that, that tournament, you know, Vermont brought everybody back from a tournament team a year ago, right? And Kansas State brought their 6-6 post back, who was a top-10 draft pick um, from a year. She wasn't on the team last year. She was out last year. So, you know, there's just a challenge every opportunity. And, you know, when you have a really good team, that's what you want. So I wouldn't be so happy if my schedule was as good as it was and my team wasn't as good as it was, right? And so we'll learn a lot about our team. Um, I've learned here more than anywhere, obviously more than at Princeton, that what actually matters is how well your team is playing in March. Um, And so we've just got to use these opportunities to find out what we're actually really good at and where our weaknesses are. And I just believe this team will We'll put the time in to make sure the weaknesses in, in November and December are not their weaknesses in February and March. UNC women's basketball head coach Courtney Banghart speaking there. She and the Tar Heels will begin their regular season action on November 8th when they host Gardner-Webb in Carmichael Arena.